Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. One of Michigan's beach towns, Ludington, is celebrating its history and culture as an important port town this summer during its sesquicentennial celebration. The next time you take a visit to the Sunrise side, consider staying at the Purple Martin Lakeside Inn. Home to more than 2,500 mammals, birds, reptiles, and amphibians, the Detroit Zoo is a must-stop for family travelers. And Metro Detroit's newest entertainment venue for concerts, theater, family entertainment, and more is the Flagstar Strand Theater in Pontiac. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. The big weekend is here. I hope you have been enjoying yourself and continue to do so. And of course, as summer rolls along, there's just so many things to do here in the beautiful state that we call Pure Michigan. One of them is over in the west side of the state along Lake Michigan, a beautiful little town called Ludington. Let's start out the program by heading to Ludington today because it's a big year for Ludington. To tell us all about it, let's bring in Brandy Miller. She is the executive director of the Ludington Visitors Bureau. How you doing, Brandy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dave. Great. Uh, well, it looks like uh, the weather is going to be absolutely perfect. It's going to be a, a great mm-hmm. deal of fun for everyone, at least for this weekend. And let's hope the whole summer goes along that way. But uh, tell us about uh, your your big year. Why is it a big year for you guys? Well, it is a big year this year in Ludington. We are celebrating 150 years since the city of Ludington was formed. And um, I've had to spend the last better part of six months learning how to say sesquicentennial. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's a big year, and we've got a year-long um, calendar of events to celebrate the occasion. That's pretty cool. So 150 years. I remember I had to mm-hmm. do the same thing, learn sesquicentennial when Grand Haven yeah. went through that many years ago. And and uh, similar to Ludington, uh, another beautiful beach town. Uh, what's the story of Ludington? How did that uh, town uh, start uh, as a, a, a village, I'm, I'm sure, and become the really cool town it is today? Yeah. So Ludington's history really is founded really from our woods and water still. Um, Lumber barons were attracted to our community um, and saw that as a great business opportunity. And James Ludington actually was one of those lumber barons who ended up uh, platting the land and helping to develop the area. Um, And there were many logging operations that took advantage of the deep channel here for um, commercial shipping along Lake Michigan and many of our um, uh, rivers and um, lakes that lead up to Lake Michigan were used for that operation. And so um, really to still see that uh, industry and what makes Ludington thrive today is still our woods and water is um, pretty cool to look back on after 150 years. Yeah, it sure is. I bet Father uh, uh, Marquette probably stopped mm-hmm. there at some point uh, before it was a community. Yes. yes, yep. Yeah, and actually before 
James Ludington named um, Ludington in 1873, it was the village of Pier Marquette. And so, um, yes, there is a history there. Um, we have a memorial um, just south of Ludington proper um, marking that. And, um, yeah, our, our continued history over the last 150 years has been shaped by that water and um, continues to be a reason why people come to visit us and um, why industry thrives here. You know, one of the first things I do, especially when I go to small towns, is I look for the, the local museum and then I ask about any, like, historical tours. And I know Ludington has, I mean, incredible walking tours, a lot, a lot of them on kind of different themes, right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned a couple of our museums. The Mason County Historical Society operates two interactive museums. We have the Port of Ludington Maritime Museum, um, and that's actually located in the Coast Guard Station right along the channel. And then they also um, operate the um, historic White Pine Village, which is the third largest living history village in Michigan. So a lot of history can be experienced at those two museums. And you mentioned there's an opportunity for self-guided tours as well. And we have um, our Mason County Cultural Trails. There are six self-guided um, tours. Um, some of them can be done by walking. Some of them take you out um, throughout the entire county. Um, we have a barn quilt trail tour. We have a, a music trail, um, a beautiful sculptural trail, um, and then, of course, um, our lumber trail as well, which takes you um, a couple spots in our local cemeteries to learn about our lumber barons. You can see some of their historic homes, which still line the avenue today. Um, and some of the trails um, intersect each other. So the lumber trail and the maritime trail tend to intersect with the sculpture trail. So it's a wonderful way to experience and learn and see more of um, Mason County as you're visiting here. Well, I know that uh, you've set up a, a special website to learn all about the 150th, uh, the sesquicentennial mm -hmm. of Ludington. So you can go to Ludington150.com. Uh, and we're going to mention your your um, uh, Visitor Bureau website uh, at the end yeah. of the conversation as well. But that's a cool thing, Ludington150.com. Now, you have a big kind of kickoff event coming up uh, very soon, starting uh, Friday, June 9th. Yes, yeah. Kind of the marquee event and kind of kickoff to summer is what we've dubbed Love Ludington Weekend. And that's happening June 9th through the 11th. And the whole weekend is full of activities, but we're really kicking things off with a big Friday night street party um, just to set the weekend off right. And uh, starting at 6 o'clock, we have several blocks of downtown Ludington that will be closed down. We've got tons of activities. It's all free and open, um, and it's just going to be a big celebra celebratory event. So um, we are going to have... Um, House of Flavors this year is celebrating a big anniversary as well. They are 75 years. Wow. And um, no trip to Ludington is um, complete without a stop at House of Flavors. But they're going to be doing a big ice cream giveaway that night at the street party. We've got live music on an entertainment stage right at the intersection of Ludington Avenue and James Street. Um, lots of activities uh, all, all weekend long. But really that street party is going to be... Um, Six o'clock till about ten thirty, and we'll end that night uh, with fireworks right over downtown Ludington. Sounds like it's going to be a great deal of fun. I know the Clydesdales are coming in Saturday and Sunday as well, which is always a really cool thing to see those big, beautiful horses. So, it's all happening during the sesquicentennial year, the big kickoff starting on June 9th. For more information, go to ludington150.com or. For information about that town any time of the year, any year, go to pureluddington.com. Our thanks to Brandy Miller for being with us today. We head to Rogers City next. 
here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan as we continue to travel around the great state of Michigan at this great time of the year. This really is a fantastic time to travel around Pure Michigan. And I really encourage you to go to some places in your travels the spring and summer that perhaps you've not been to before. You know, we we all love the Traverse Cities and the Mackinac's and Detroit's and you name it. And hey, I want you to go there. But when was the last time you were up that sunrise coast of the lower peninsula of Michigan? For whatever reason, it's one of our least traveled areas. So if you're looking to go to a place that's a little quieter, a little bit off the beaten path, you really should check out that uh, northeast part of the Lower Peninsula. And as you do that, you might want to check out that Alpena Rogers City area. And if you're looking for a cool place to stay, we are going to introduce you to a really neat place now, the Purple Martin Inn. And to tell us all about it, let's bring in Kimberly Singer. She is the owner of the one and only Purple Martin Lakeside Inn. How are you, Kimberly? I'm great. I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for having us. We appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Uh, You know, I have, I've never stayed at the Purple Martin Inn, but I have driven by it. I literally went there one time when I was in the Rogers City area just to see this place because I've heard it's beautiful and I can't wait to stay there stay there myself. Tell us a little bit about the Purple Martin Lakeside Inn. Well the Purple Martin Lakeside Inn was named after the Purple Martin bird that migrates from South America to North America. And there's three things that the Purple Martin must have and that is those specialized Purple Martin houses. It must have people and it must have water. And we have all three. Yeah. So for that, I couldn't be more happy. Um, this location on beautiful Great Lake Huron, um, the freighters that come and go. This old building was once a commercial uh, laundry facility for the freighters. Yeah. And it would hold up to like 300, 350 pounds of laundry at one time. So, oh. you know, the, the building itself has got an enormous, beautiful history about it. And I'm a history buff, and so um, that said, we are bird enthusiasts. If you love birds, this is the place to be. And the Purple Martins arrived about two weeks ago, and we have a colony of over 20 right now. Wow. I mean, and they're very vocal yeah. in the morning, and they eat like a thousand insects a day. Yeah. Each one of them. That's what they feed on. So it's amazing. We don't have a problem at all with mosquitoes. And it's just, it's the, it's the perfect synergy for the Purple Martin, not to mention all the cardinals, the robins. So uh, my husband and I have been renovating the place and updating it, and we brought the outside in. Well, you know, the, so the way got- you describe it, too, it, it, it's very obvious that you're, you are right there. On the waterfront in beautiful yeah. Rogers City, where the birds do uh, tend to, uh, uh, you know, migrate across because they get that uplift from the water at the edge <laughs> yeah. of the land. 
So to think about that, I bet you get a lot of birds passing through there in addition to the Purple Martins. We do. We do. And that's why we named it the Purple Martin Lakeside Inn. It's a bird sanctuary. If yeah. you're a bird enthusiast, this is the place to come and stay. What does the, the building so, itself look like? Because I remember it as a really cute, really quaint looking building. So um, it is, um, as far as a shape, it's a like rectangular and they went up with it. Um, Cindy Vesnow and Larry Newhouse um, were the former owners and Cindy has since passed. And so they added an addition on the top and we've been updating and renovating since we purchased in November. And it's just quaint. It's quaint. I mean, it's absolutely it's ec- eclectic. And when I said we brought the outside in, we now have the robin's nest. We have the hummingbird's nest. Hmm. We have the um, blue jay and cardinal's nest, the morning uh, dove. We have a lot of morning doves that are there early in the morning. And so the morning dove nest and the... Um, gold finch nests are upstairs and we're booking up so fast so you you call the yeah you call the individual rooms you you kind of theme them in this way (laughs) we did we did they each have their own nest and um so there's three parcels that we purchased so it's not just the inn but there's also a cottage sophia's cozy cottage right across and so um, there's fire pits out there. I mean, we just have some great ideas. And we're booking up really fast. It's, it's, people are embracing us. We yeah, that, couldn't, you know, we that's, couldn't that's the best a, sign. a nicer welcome. Right. That's the best sign of success when, when you're, you're seeing some bookings and people are yeah. being very positive, yeah. especially when they share that on social media. And I've seen that before uh, about the Purple Martin Inn. Uh, people who will go to B&Bs, yes, they want a place to, to stay, a uh, nice living room to meet other people, nice room to sleep in and such. But uh, the meals are important, too. So do you have like a signature yeah. breakfast that you, you serve? Well, my husband is, I call him the gourmet chef. <laughs> he loves um, to cook. He loves um, the stuffed French toast. And in the area, there's a lot of um, people from Poland that settled there, that migrated. So it's a very large Polish community. What I absolutely love about the area is, number one, we have three meat markets in Rogers City. And all of them have been in business for 100 years or more. It's Mm. just, it's it's so crazy good. Mm. So we get all of these fresh meats and a lot of Polish dishes that are, are made. Uh, but we like to cater to people. I can tell you, um, Michelle is our home manager, and we have an enormously wonderful team of people. They're very positive. They're very warm and inviting. And our team uh, likes to come up with different dishes. Anne is an amazing cook. Do you, and the do you, presentation. Yeah. Well, do you, do, you, um, do you cook the kind of the Polish food sometimes because of a, a family connection, or are there a lot of oh, folks who emigrated oh, from Poland in that area? Well, there are a lot of folks that immigrated from Poland in that area, Dave. However, you know, we have a lot of people passing through that love culture. Mm -hmm. They love the area. And there's so much to do in the area from lighthouses and shipwrecks, you know, the the, um, cider mill, um, Kanabis. It's just there's so much to do. The Akiak Falls. 
if you're an outdoor enthusiast, what is amazing is that we have this awesome uh, paved bike trail. It's a bicycle trail that leads all the way through the shoreline up past Hoffett State Park and then um, right out to the shipwreck and the lighthouse. It's beautiful. It's picturesque. The sunrises and sunsets are right there. Yeah. We are so blessed because of the fact that we not only get the sunrise, but we get the sunset out at, at um, Seagull Point. And well, it's right there. And, and the thing is, right you... Yeah. On the beautiful beach. In addition to these, you know, really cool attractions you mentioned, like Akiak Falls, um, you are really close to Alpena. You're really close to Sheboygan and Sheboygan. not too far yeah. away from Oscoda. So you have all these these really neat uh, little towns and attractions in your area. Uh, and I, I bet people just love checking those out when they visit you. They do. They do. Um, we have such amazing reviews. And again, I, I can't say enough about the team. They go above and beyond to make sure that everyone is happy and pleased, and it's very spacious. It really honestly reminds me of a hotel. It's not your typical B&B, like you're not coming to someone's home. This was a big old building that's been renovated into a bed and breakfast, and it's very well, people really want to get, you know, into places that are, you know, offering a little, you know, quaint charm like you do. And uh, with your fun bird theme, I bet you're going to have a lot of birders discovering the Purple Martin Lakeside Inn as well. Here's the website if you'd like to find out more. I bet you do. It is purplemartininn.com. And I want to thank Kimberly Singer for being with us today. And uh, I can't wait to check that out as well, Kimberly. I'll see you up there. We're heading to the Detroit Zoo next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We are very proud of our many zoos that you will find all over Michigan. A lot of great zoos with some great history, uh, some groundbreaking things that uh, they have brought to the zoo community. But the number one is by no doubt the wonderful Detroit Zoo. We're going to find out what's happening there this year and why you should visit the Detroit Zoo by talking to Randy Hamilton, Vice President of Guest Experience. Randy, welcome to the program. Good. Hello. How are you, Dave? Great to have you here uh, this morning. Uh, really happy to uh, be with you and you having uh, taken the time to be with us because the Detroit Zoo really is a really special place. Let's let's just kind of set the scene for, for people who have never been there. I mean, it's huge. I mean, over 100 acres, right? It is. It's over 125 acres. There's more than 2,000 animals from more than 200 species. Wow. And, and you basically, this zoo... You might specialize in a couple of different types of species, but you have everything, birds, reptiles, mammals, basically everything, right? 
We sure do. And you are correct. There are um, some animal habitats that may be more notable than others. Our, our world-renowned Penguin Conservation Center, the Polk Penguin Conservation Center opened in 2016. It has more than 80 penguins from five different species uh, living there. Very exciting, unique experience. It's very immersive. Um, the Arctic Ring of Life is home to polar bears and sea otters. Uh, it's a beautiful loop right through the middle of the zoo that gives you know multiple terrain and really helps engage polar bears with um, you know what the habitats would be like in the natural environment, um, and then of course those that people expect to see, um, you know, our reptile and habitat for um, amphibians are really fun, engaging, and immersive buildings here in the zoo. So even on a rainy day, you can still find some things to do inside. Well, I suppose a state that uh, a lot of people think is cold all the time, it makes sense that you have the polar bears and the penguins and all that. <laughs> what what do you do with them in the summertime? So in the summer, the polar bears have a really nice pool that is temperature ready for them so they can cool off on some of those warm days and their den also has a cooling feature in it so when they're a little warm they can go into that den which guests can still see into and uh, they can lay on that nice chilled rock oh nice so this zoo is really uh quite awesome inspiring in many ways you really uh, feature so many different experiences different environments, I guess I would say. I think mm -hmm. I heard that the Detroit Zoo was one of the first to offer kind of like natural environments for, for various animals on display. It is very important to us. Um, welfare, education, sustainability, um, th these are all things that are at the, the core of what we do, with the well-being of animals being first and foremost. Um, and we want to encourage people to not only be exposed to the uniqueness of all of these wonderful animals and the ecosystems that they call home, um, but how do we create empathy for that? Because mm. obviously there's a lot of impact with um, climate change and habitat destruction for certain needs that, um, you know, it's just, it's just a way for us to, while still having a fun and engaging experience, really pass on some very important messages about the health and the future of our world. Um, so when we look at a lot of the things that we put together, um, you know, we, we look at not only the fun elements of that habitat experience, but also what can someone take away and apply to their day-to-day -day life, you know, not just because it's a really neat, amazing animal to see, but what can I do? How do I ignite that positive change? Yeah, my, my son was lucky that my wife is now a retired teacher, and so everywhere we went, there was an educational opportunity. My wife made sure that was the case. And when you go to the Detroit Zoo, you'll find opportunities for education, not just for kids, by the way, everywhere. Absolutely. You know, this this great family-friendly environment, um, and I know you, you offer some really cool things on top of your your regular experiences. Uh, why don't we talk about some of the the unique things that are happening this this coming season? I know you're, you're going to have Brick Live there this year. We will. I'll start with that. So um, every year we look at ways to engage a three-acre trail here at the zoo. And um, what that does for us is we can put in some really unique and immersive um, adventures for families. So sometimes it may be uh, in years past we have done a dino trail or things along those lines. This year, Brick Live is going to be joining us. It is uh, presented by Michigan First Credit Union. And it will start on May 27th. That will be the kickoff. And it will go through September 4th. 
it'll be open every day starting May 27th at 9:30 until the zoo closes in the evening. And um, it is an additional expense to the zoo uh, admission, um, but we do have total experience packages that guests can add on. Plus, we have a membership package that if members would like to add on to their pass, they can have a Brick Life Pass addition to it. Um, it is more than 70 unique displays of Troy brick models tall as seven feet. Some of them are 14 feet. Uh, it can be made of more than 5,000 pounds of bricks. Wow. <laughs> They're amazing to look at, very artistic. And then we also have along the trail not only some fun photo opportunities, but um, our volunteer and volunteer um, groups will be out there doing some really uh, engaging experiences for students and visitors to take away. We'll have some passports that are learning and tied into uh, animal days. We'll be working with a Robot Garage on some fun um, builds that people can do, including a big mosaic wall. And then we're going to have a couple of areas where people can build large Legos out of, um, you know, kind of like an oversize. And then they can uh, also take some fun things home. And then at the end of that trail is also um, a really wonderful food and beverage experience. It's it's so cool. I've I've seen portions of Brick Live before, so I'm looking forward to seeing this this much bigger show at the Detroit Zoo. Now, I love the fact that you've thought about the autism community and families that, that have someone on, on the spectrum, as they say, and you're offering sensory-friendly evenings. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So we will have sensory-friendly evenings that will start at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and go till 7 p.m. on June 28th, July 24th, and August 3rd. And on those days, um, there's not going to be a a major change to everything in the zoo, um, but some of the things that we are going to adjust will be, for example, some of the areas that have brighter lighting or our 4D theater that usually is very loud and has um, certain effects that run that could be um, a trigger in some ways. We turn those effects off or turn the volume down, bring the lights up so some of those families might be able to enjoy that 4D experience in a different way. Our Penguin Center um, has a really neat um, walkthrough that is an immersive experience of going through Drake's Passage as if you were on the boat making your way through that is um, illustrating the journey of Shackleton and and their excursion to Antarctica. So we turn the lights up in that area, turn the sound down and allow for anybody to go through there rather than um, keeping all of the more extreme um, effects in place. The train station, we don't blow the whistle. Mm. Uh, you know, just we, we've put a lot of effort and then in, on top of that, we'll have um, some other engaging areas where we'll have some tactile experiences. Um, our volunteers, again, and volunteer units will be out there with some really exciting activities that are accessible to all. And um, we'll have some also uh, some habitat chats that people can engage in and have fun with. Those Excellent. Uh, it's so thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Speaking of being yeah. thoughtful, uh, I know you're also offering a dream night, and this is really yeah. special. So Dream Night is a wonderful program, and we are so pleased to be part of it. Dream Night is hosted by Michigan Educational Credit Union here at the zoo, and it is on June 2nd from 6 to 9. Now, this is um, an experience for families of children with chronic or terminal illnesses, so it is while it is a free experience, it has to be one that's approved. 
So we encourage families, if they are interested, that they go to DetroitZoo.org, and they'll see the Dream Night um, icon, and they can do their application. The application will be open very soon on our website. It is limited to 1,000 pre-approved guests, but it includes food and beverage. It includes education stations, habitat chats, again, that reduced um, impact on some of the sensory uh, experiences throughout the zoo. Rides and attractions will be open, so the train and the carousel will be available. Brick Live will be included for free that night for those that are part of the experience to walk through it. Um, there will be other effects available, and we also are a Culture City approved location, mm. so sensory bags will be available for guests who need those, weighted lap pads. Um, we have a sensory free room that people can go and relax in if need be, and then um, we'll have some other things available that they get to take home at the end of the evening. And oh, I should not forget to mention we'll have a silent disco for fun. Ah, it does sound like fun. It, again, so thoughtful. <laughs> you know, I want to support the, the zoo in, in a variety of ways, including by attending and, and coming and visiting. But if I wanted to do more, I know you have a couple of fundraisers. Can you tell us quickly? Absolutely. So Sunset at the Zoo is going to be on June 23rd. This is our biggest fundraiser of the year. It's essentially a food and wine festival um, with a couple of added benefits of entertainment and, of course, being able to see the animals at twilight. So we encourage everyone to visit DetroitZoo.org to purchase those tickets, and those are currently available. And then registration is open right now for Run Wild, which we host in September, and that is our 5K race and fun walk. So we would love to see people there um, to enjoy the early morning hours at the you as well. Uh, fantastic. And I, and I know you've also offered renovations at the Belle Isle Nature Center. We're going to have to have you come back to tell us more what's happening both at the Detroit Zoo and at uh, Belle Isle's Nature Center. We'll make sure to do that. Thank you to Randy Hamilton from the Detroit Zoo for being with us today. Now, if you'd like to find out more, go to this website. It is DetroitZoo.org. We're going to head to Pontiac next here on Travel Michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and we get to go find out about uh, a new theater, kind of new theater, but, but also an old theater that's been brought back to life. Kind of confusing, but let's have our guest explain what's happening at the Flagstar Strand Theater in Pontiac. Alec Resnick, the president of the Flagstar Strand Theater, is with us. And Alex, you need to explain this uh, because as I, I looked at this, I thought, well, it's kind of like you're, you're opening up a new theater or you just have recently. But this has been around for a long time, right? Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It, it has been around for a long time. You know, we, you know, here we consider it kind of a 101 year old startup. <laughs> um, the building was originally built in 1921 and then um, refurbished and reopened in 2017. Now you have over the time since you brought this back to life, which is an awesome idea, by the way, you have somewhat changed um, the kind of the mission of the theater. I, I'm assuming this was originally, if it was opened in 21, probably originally um, kind of one of those theaters that um, that had kind of like a stage on it and maybe had an organ mm -hmm. in it. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. So when, and when it opened at 21, it was a, a vaudeville theater. So, you know, silent movie actors um, b- before silent movies. And uh, we, there was an organ chamber and I was actually uh, up in it today um, doing some work on, on some things. And it's very, very cool. You know, unfortunately, we're able to you know, we don't have the original organ, but we do have some very cool pictures of it. And, yeah, it was an organ theater uh, with the live performing arts. Oh, nice. Now, are you right downtown Pontiac? Yeah, right downtown on Saginaw Street, right in the heart of the right in the heart of the city. Yeah, I know which theater it is. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. so explain before we get into the programming and, and all the really interesting things. Explain uh, kind of what it looks like on the inside, what we can expect. Uh, you know, approximate number of seats, things like that. Yeah, sure. So it um, it. We got it when we redid the building. We got it back to its original roots as close as close as we possibly could. Uh, originally, it was a 1,200 seat theater, um, and it's now an 882 seat theater. Um, the seats in the theater are exact replicas of the originals uh, made by the same company out of Grand Rapids. So you come in, um, you look like it looks. The theater looks exactly like it did in 1921. Oh, so nice. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, we've got a, a, a great lobby, uh, an upstairs. Uh, that we call the second at Strand, the second floor at the Strand Theater. That's perfect for weddings, reception events, uh, birthday parties, corporate events, stuff like that. Back when they used to build things uh, just to look so great because they could, and they thought it was important back then. But the acoustics, I bet, are are really spectacular as well in a theater of that size and that age. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was built back before there were speakers, back before there was microphones. And so anything that was said on stage had to get way to the far back of the building. And so and, and that's the way it still is. And it's it's a beautiful theater and it, it sounds just as good as it looks. Fantastic. Now, uh, I know you have uh, the Strand Gallery. I want to find out about that. You also have like a youth yeah. theater. So why don't you tell us about both of those things? Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with the Encore um, and their programming there. So Encore does a couple different things, uh, and that's our nonprofit side. Um, the the youth theater program, which is Start, um, which is you know Strand Youth uh, Art Program, and it's um, an amazing thing that gets kids from Pontiac and Greater Oakland County together uh, to be able to perform um, different programs and different performances throughout the year. We do two large performances a year, and then have you know weekly camps in the summer and we also have uh some you know, some snow day camps too uh in the winter uh, we just finished the production of annie jr where we had 46 kids in the cast and it was it was an amazing amazing thing we actually had so many kids audition uh and that were you know of quality that we actually uh, double cast um roles and so we had one group of kids in the first week and another group of kids in the second weekend and it was it was a beautiful thing to see all those mm-hmm. kids come together and do the things that they love in front of a lot of people and their family and friends it was it was very very cool that, that's really unique and i know i just asked you to talk about the strand gallery as well but i have to ask you you yeah. mentioned that the youth theater is the the nonprofit part uh which Correct. Which sounds like you also have a profit part. So explain how that goes. Yeah, yeah. So when the building originally uh, reopened in 2017, it was all managed by Encore Performing Arts Center, which is the nonprofit side. And since then, we've switched to more of a hybrid model, which is, uh, you know, it's not uh, very well known to the public, but it's actually a very um, uh, preferred thing throughout venues throughout the country is to have a nonprofit and a for-profit side. Hmm. And so all of the youth theater things that happen in the building are through the nonprofit and then uh, the Strand Art Gallery as well. Um, and then if you see an event, you know, on our website uh, coming up, like Kyle Kinane in September, that's all for the for-profit side. Mm, nice. Okay, yeah. now we back up. Strand Gallery. So you have an art gallery on your campus as well. 
Yes, correct. And we just opened that up uh, last year, and it's been uh, a huge success. And so we've really turned the Strand into uh, an arts campus. And so no matter where you go in the building, you're going to be able to experience some sort of art, whether it be from the visual media or performing arts. And we just opened up a couple weeks ago um, the Zach Curtis ex- uh, exhibition. And Zach Curtis is a local artist originally from Redford, and he currently resides in Pontiac. And uh, he's a, uh, typically a, mur- a muralist, um, and he did the Lizette Dennison first uh, mural on the Riker Building garage, which you see as you come into Pontiac uh, from, the, from the west coming to the east on Chiron Street. And it's just a, an amazing, amazing mural. And so this is his first solo exhibition. And he painted 30 pieces for the exhibition. And on opening night, we sold 16 of those pieces, wow. which is just phenomenal. Yeah. It was very, very cool. It was a fun night. That that's really cool, especially when you're featuring, you know, artists from Michigan. I, I love that idea and uh, helping them out because, man, the the art world is it's a difficult uh, career path to go into. So it's fantastic. It really is. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, now you mentioned um, as we were talking before before we went on the air that that you sometimes do like stage rentals. How do you use? Uh, how would people use them? Oh, sure, for a bunch of different stuff. Um, so we use um, you know some some private rental stuff, some um, some public rental stuff. We have you know uh, promoters come in and do comedy nights. You know we have on uh, June 18th we have like a Father's Day comedy show hmm. that's actually you know a rental for us, but it's you know it's a it's a public event. And then we do stuff with the county and and city of Pontiac and other things where they'll do um, you know either events for their employees uh, or you know to to showcase different things we have going on in the city. And so it's just a bunch of different stuff. We do um, some corporate things as well. Uh, where you know we just had Auk Construction celebrate their 50-year anniversary in our building, and oh. they did a huge, you know, the next 50 years of of construction, and what does that look like? It was it was really really cool. So all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, it would be a neat place to to have a, a meeting like that or a presentation like that to your employees or yeah. you know to your community group, whatever it is. Now I know you do theater performances. You mentioned that. Do you do any concerts there? Oh, absolutely we do. Yeah. So the concerts are the fun things to do, um, you know, on, on, on my end of things, because you get to see the people that are coming into the building to see their favorite artist. And, you know, they're, they come into the Strand and have an amazing experience. Um, we had uh, a newfound glory here, which, you know, made my 2005 self very, very happy. You know, the punk rock band, an acoustic set uh, here. And it was it was fantastic. It was really cool. We have uh, a Ukrainian rock group coming in in October um, and all the all the proceeds from their concert is going to go right back to uh, nonprofits helping the um, uh, helping support the refugee efforts in, in Ukraine, and they're going to come in in October called Antitilla. Um, and so we've got a bunch of different stuff like that, you know, on the books. That's 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 a real fun thing to do here. Uh, it sounds like uh, so much fun, and, and you're really providing a great service for Pontiac right downtown on Saginaw Street. Uh, it's a, a cool idea, uh, bringing back to life the Strand Theater, the Flagstar Strand Theater. Uh, first opened in 1921, now occasionally playing punk band music. Can you imagine? Now, I'm sure that uh, Alex uh, would be happy to take any donations or if you want to be a sponsor for anything, uh, be a partner in some way, make sure to reach out to him. The website to find out more is flagstarstrand.com. That is flagstarstrand.com. 
And we want to thank uh, Alex Resnick for being with us today. I love it when they take old buildings and bring them back to life and use them in new and different ways. So innovative and a really great idea. Tell you what, that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan for this week. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.